What the fuck is up, everyone? I am so glad all of you fucks came to listen to the show today. You are listening to the fucking Marvel movie of the month. And you're probably saying, Mark, why are you saying fuck so much? Well, guess what, everyone? It's fucked up February, so we're going to watch a totally fucked movie. I actually don't know how many different ways I can use fuck. But Tim and I are here (laughs) to watch a really fucked up movie with you, and it's going to be a lot of fucking fun even though goddamn felt like the more natural swear in that moment with me on the show today here is tim creator and genius behind the com track and the rest of his podcast empire what's up hey mark yeah uh well honestly i I think he could have fit a few more fucks in there you motherfucker because fuck is one of the most versatile words in the english fucking language that you could fucking literally put it any fucking where you fucking want and it'll still fucking make sense, you motherfuckers. <laughs> fuck yeah, you're right. You know, I, I was thinking about that. That's a great point. There's a lot of room for the fuck. Absolutely. You know? And boy, we've got uh, a lot of fuckery this month. But this one, I don't know if it'll take the cake. But man, it definitely takes the cake for Marvel fucked up movies. It's crazy. This is yeah, where it sure. began, dude. We're go- trailing all <laughs> the way back. The the true beginning of the MCU started in the mid eighties, <laughs> like and th- it all before Roger Corman touched it. Before you know, Captain America showed up to go. Thanks. <laughs> in nineteen ninety, like we're getting. Oh God, yeah, it's, it's it's. There's no Matt Salinger, Captain America. No, yeah, yeah, it's we didn't even have. A, I always love thinking about. We that. didn't even have a directed video. Well, did, did we have a couple? I think we had one Captain America directed video movie in like 1979 or whenever. But oh wow, I, yeah, I think. But honestly, this is the first theatrically released Marvel movie. Isn't that strange? It is really strange to think um, about. So when when did did you, so uh, have you seen this movie multiple times or just the one time or like when <clears throat> what's your relationship to this uh, rotten egg of a movie? I think I can say. <laughs> wow, I'd say my relationship with this movie is fucked. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I have seen it before, and I, but I haven't seen it. I watched some. A few years ago, because I think, how did this get made? Or another movie-related podcast right. or show. Somebody did a bit about it, and one of the whoever, whatever show it was, they just kept going on about like the opening, and I was like, <laughs> so I watched like twenty minutes of it sometime in the last decade. <laughs> but the really the only time I ever really remember it was in my youth, and so my youth at one time I lived with like a more family, and I remember my cousin and I would always hang out and watch TV, and I remember she it was on one day. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's Howard the Duck. And we watched it. And I don't really remember anything about it because I was, like, in kindergarten. Oh. So I just remember being crazy. There was a weird duck movie. And I just remember being weird and having, like, that odd feeling that you sometimes had as a kid where you're like, whatever I'm watching is strange. Not necessarily, like, in some creepy way, but it was just, like, it didn't not fit either. But do you know what I'm you saying? Like, there was just something ki- off about this film. You were in kindergarten when you first watched? Man, how did... actually you know maybe first grade but like judging from when we all lived together it would have been i mean we moved we moved shortly after that so i would have been 
at, like I said, at, at oldest first grade. Boy, the, you know what? I, that's all I remember. Because <laughs> she and I would just sit in the living room and watch, in the sunroom technically, uh, and watch old Nickelodeon. Nice. And all the game shows. And then, truth, yeah, Truth be told. Thanks, Alyssa, if you're listening to this. <laughs> truth be told, though, that explains a lot about your character now <laughs> that you've seen that movie at such a young oh, age. Because sure. I, I honestly didn't know this movie existed until, like, in my... My high school years when, you know, in the infancy of my professional film education and whatnot. Uh, and the first thing that I ever got a glimpse of was that famous still image of Howard in his apartment smoking a cigar, sitting on the couch looking <laughs> ugly. And I'm like, what? They, uh, George Lucas made this? In the yeah, 80s? <laughs> like, so... Dude, he spent $2 million on the duck suit. I know. It's... That's how... Inve- that's how much... You know what? We should have known the prequels were going to be fucked <laughs> solely because he made this movie. <laughs> that was so true. Because, like, uh, I think that, yeah, that was the most that I'd ever seen it. And, you know, ever since then, because, you know, it was strictly through books and whatnot... It was labeled worst movie of all time, one of the worst of all time. So I avoided it for so many years, and I didn't actually sit down and watch it until literally like a few nights ago just for the podcast. So I can do it. I'm not going in blind like I did Fan Four Stick. I feel I felt a little wrong as a showman doing that last month. So this time I'm going to do it right. You mother duckers. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. I guess uh, for this one, I, I guess we can call this the uh, the ducked up fe- uh, February yeah. <laughs> episode. The ducked up episode. Cause, this duck has my goose or whatever uh, that expression is. Yeah, and you know what the weirdest thing was watching it for the first time all the way through? There's What's that? actually a good movie in there somewhere, but it's not in front of my face. Dude, it's like so many good movies, bro, where there was like another week on the script would have literally changed this whole movie. Yeah, for real. I mean, it actually was kind of amazing because I looked at it and I'm like, now I understand why James Gunn put him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Because if he had this script back in the 80s, he would have done a fantastic job with it, I think, and still keep it that weird, edgy, semi-adult kind of edge to it, you know? Because um, right, that's because uh, James Gunn. I thought, uh, I think one person wrote that he's really good at bringing the humanity to really absurd and wacky situations and characters. And what better property than this to to bring that? That specific uh, quiche of talent, you know? The quiche of talent. I like yeah. that a lot, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that, that, that feels like, you know, it, it's, it's, he's very specific. Uh, he has that very specific talent, and that's part of the reason why I think uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was so good. Because they are these weird characters, but James Gunn manages to do, like, maneuver through all the humor and all the bizarre you know, wackiness and also come out with this stemmed uh, footing in humanity. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. take. Uh, And I honestly, now that he's formally introduced Howard the duck back in to the MCU, 
if he's done with Guardians Volume 3 and, like, there's going to be no more Guardians, it's just going to be, like, a trilogy within the universe or whatever, give him the Howard the Duck movie. I'd love to see him do that. <laughs> you know? Can you imagine that? And, it, like, they'd have, you know, no, you know what I want to see What's instead? That? And you're going to, you're going to probably hate this. But I sort of am suggesting this because I think it would endear me to one of the characters I'm going to suggest. <laughs> Something I would really like to see, and Marvel sort of, te- I think, tease this idea, and I think they're going to try it a little bit more. And in turn, I think in the future we'll get other interesting right. movies. I want them to do like team up movies, kind of, where it's like two, you know, because like you would have those little episodes, where, you know, or not episodes, but issues of comics where you'd be like, okay, this one is a team up between Wolverine and the Punisher or something. Okay. Like that. So. Here's what I want. I want, and Gunn can direct it. Um, if I'm fine with that, I think it makes sense. But I want Howard the Duck and Deadpool <laughs> as the team. Dude, up. well, you hear like Deadpool three is now going to be in the MCU. So officially, yeah, maybe you can do that. Like maybe they'll give him a cameo. Uh, it's thing. funny. For sure. Well, I mean, like, dude, imagine doing a little team-up movie and that's oh, it. I'm... Like, I think that would be hilarious. And it could be this cool thing that a character like Deadpool could make fun of the old movie, which the audience would love. You know, there's a lot of those things that it would all do at the same time and tick a lot of boxes while simultaneously actually probably making the character of Howard the Duck cool to a whole new generation. Yeah, dude. Honest. Are you listening, Marvel? Like, put Howard the Duck and team him up with Deadpool in your movie. And, it, that would be and if you don't really do that... I'm sure there's room for him in the uh, the Spider-Man three movie that you guys are making because you're already throwing all these fucking characters in, and you're all, and we all know already that it's kind of gonna be multiverse and shit. So why can't Howard the Duck show up and hang out with Spider-Man? You know, <laughs> so uh, I'd love to see it. Cause, and actually, that's the first time I'd ever seen him in comic form was like in one of these issues where Spider-Man teams up with Howard the Duck, and I'm like, what the. F- what 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 <laughs> i mean it's now it's like oh that's not even the weirdest thing i've seen in a comic book you know it's yeah weird. i'm literally i don't know if you can hear me clicking and clacking in the background but i'm literally tweeting at james <laughs> gunn right now like the next movie from you better be a fucking howard the duck deadpool team yes movie. <laughs> hell yes if they don't do it for deadpool 3 they can certainly do it for deadpool 4 because as we are yeah. all aware Ryan Reynolds will gladly play this character until he is fucking dead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's that Oh, guy. totally. Ugh. So uh, you want to get this duck train a-rolling? Cause, uh, yeah, I definitely would like to. Yeah, this is, by the way, two months in a row, everyone, in case you're <laughs> new to the show, where Tim has decided to ruin our friendship. <laughs> I know. Well, this is why, literally, for the next episode, uh, for next month, you are allowed to choose whatever the hell you want because I feel so bad for making you foot watch uh, back-to-back Fant Four Stick and then Howard the Duck. Mm. It's just like, uh. I'd rather watch. I only agreed to this because I thought you said Howard the Cuck, and I was like, <laughs> now that's a video I would enjoy watching. Oh, man. Dude, actually, would not be surprised if that is the name of the porn parody out there because... Rule 34, we know it exists out there. <laughs> Fuck it, it exists out there. Oh, God. Actually, that would be a wild porn parody, because you've seen duck sex, right? Shit, uh, yeah. I, no, I think, this, I think this whole show just took... I'm like, Tim, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get to that later, because... 
the, they will be bringing uh, yeah, it up, no, but it gets. Well, th- this is blocked and reported. This is where we get weird, you guys. <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of which, let's jump yes, into the movie. Let's do it. Speaking of weird things that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> so, if you guys got it on uh, on Blu-ray at home, <coughs> if it's on Peacock, it has ads. So be prepared for that. But it's you know you can always get it on Vudu, Amazon, YouTube for just a couple of bucks. Um, but either way, we're going to be watching off a of Blu-ray rip, so w- well, we, we're all covered. But hope you guys are ready to go, because we are going to get ready started in three, two, one, click. Oh, man. Orion. One of those times where, oh, I thought it was the Orion. I, I was going to say, this oh, is wait, the, Ori- no, no, this is the right. old Universal. I thought it was Orion, too, and I was going to say, I'm like, oh, this is a this is, should be a good sign. And so should Universal. You know, I don't know if you know this, but the head of Universal literally quit because of this. Oh, movie. I believe it. Because, man, and oh, there he is, George Lucas presents oh that's a twin moon that's movie. right that's how you know george lucas is involved there's two moons also you gotta love that he's like uh what i'd like is a bunch of asses in this so like well we can't do that george but two moons like sure why well, not so i guess that's fine but willard i'm uh, just hoping for another bowl of salad willard yuck that that does sound feel like a duck pun somehow even though i totally know that's the guy's real name i don't i, right. I it's it's so strange although it's re- really weird because he's the dude who wrote American <clears throat> Graffiti with George Lucas. Right. And he made two movies, and this one, they were back-to-back criti- critical, to, or not critical as much. but um, Big bombs. Uh, yeah, huge bombs. And so because of that, they were just like, oh, cool, well, you're never going to work again. And this literally is the end of uh, his career. I love all like the weird May Nest wc fouls like all these like the the, the parody think, posters the puns and shit yeah like it's a very weird thing where i feel like they're not sure the whole time who the audience for this oh yeah they're is. like is this because, for you know, kids or is it for adults exactly well and the character was clearly not for no. kids. you know what i mean no the, the character i miss your bill pressed against oh. mine like there's like Breeders a lot of weird of the lost store. Oh god. I, although, oh man, that is. You know, actually, what's funny when I was watching this, I was like, I was thinking to myself, you know what? If someone gave me a Howard the Duck replica poster of these movies, I actually probably would hang them up just to fuck with people when they come in. <laughs> like. <laughs> Can you imagine? People be like, oh, that's a good... I always like uh, movie things like that, where you have, like, in-universe gags. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I'm like, oh, that's, like, weird. You have the poster. That's not a real one, but it's from a movie that... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I always think that's great. Oh, man. Rolling eggs and... I will give it the, to the, uh, the the production designer. They They went full out on it. Yeah, like it's very. I am very aware that George Lucas spent at least the two. They said he spent two million dollars on the on the suit on the fucking yeah. suit. That's that's. Oh. I mean, it's a good looking suit. It sucks because like there's like a lot. Again, I think a splash. Oh god. But there is kind of a lot going almost like visually. Like, uh, in that the suit's pretty good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For two million bucks, I guess. Although that shot always bothered me like there was like a weird split diopter effect going um interesting yeah but oh these suits i know these people are trying but oh god it just does not work it's it's sort of like watching the the old uh ninja turtle movies 
you know they're bad and you know they're limited in that respect like they, they didn't have cgi or anything back in the day but it, it and there's a certain charm to it and you know they're really high quality for the day but at the but really it just comes down to the whole thing that it just looks fucking awkward and weird i i just oh and of course we have this bit right coming up here we not only do we go turn off the tv but now we have to <laughs> the play duck and they also uh, there's our little preview for duck tits Woo! oh god Oh God! Now here comes the. Ah, oh, there it is, duck tits. Can you imagine in the multiverse of madness? Yeah, that would be really cool seeing it. Like seeing all that, it'd be insane. Yeah. Oh my God, what is this? It's the multiverse. So, this is our. This is the first time you ever see. Um, this is the first time you ever see uh, Dormammu. Oh my God, you're but they'd right. They'd call him like they'd call him like Duck Mamu. Oh, you're right, Dormammu. <laughs> <laughs> I I've come to bargain. I've come to bargain that you stop this movie from ever happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny that like Lucas and them are involved in. Oh, and here's the weird 2001. I, yeah, reference. I know. Like that's just so dumb. Although I'm, you know what? I'm I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't just go. My God, it's full of ducks. Ugh, that's awful. <laughs> you know, it's really weird how many people... Okay, I, I'm going to I'm gonna be a 2001 nerd okay. for a minute. So that line is not from 2001. It's from the opening of 2010. That's right. But what's right. really weird to me about that is I would argue most people have not seen 2010, but I find it so interesting that that is a, such a commonly attributed quote to the first yes. movie. And so being like the weird obsessive nerd for 2001, and, and I love 2010 too, even though it's like wildly different yeah. as far as the sequel goes. I always I think about that a lot and laugh. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so now we're back into the the time of the 80s and uh since you were around in the 80s, was it really this weird? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily <laughs> this weird, but the thing is I was I was pretty young so I wasn't seeing the nightclub scene, okay. <laughs> but I definitely remember the way like my you know, relatives and their friends yeah. dress. Like, I mean, a lot of it's accurate. Some of the, you know, everybody wasn't like either in a, like these guys look like a combination of, they're like, all right, we need one guy from the stray cats. One guy's from like a less popular hair metal <laughs> band an extra from the lost boys Maybe with Barton, and an angry woman. And Barton think here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. You could call him that. That is hysterical. It is. Yeah. Like, you and look at Kyle It looks like Kyle Gass throwing him out of the place, <laughs> exactly. too. Exactly. Uh, and, and now, this is another thing that you notice very quickly. 
Howard the Duck is literally yanked into this movie against his will. And even though he acts pissed off and mean all the time, look at the shit that he has to go through. So I think he's 100% justified on how mean and mean-spirited he can be every time. Every time you see him. For sure. <laughs> and, and and you know what, Howard? It's okay, because no, none of us want to be here either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Again, uh, for a, a youth movie, there is a lot of really, like, weird sexual stuff. Also, that guy very obviously whiffed. There was at no time did I believe that that sign was coming for Howard. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember, you got to watch out for the stunt people. The stunt ducks, if you will. (laughs) Because, man, also, you got to talk about how many people it took to operate that damn suit. Because aren't there like five or six different people who were credited with uh, operating this thing and being in the suit? Oh, for sure. Be so weird. Oh my gosh, those hairdos, uh, Tim! I am like loving. Oh, yeah. the eighties, man. Simpler times, and uh, that's really Leah Thompson's voice. Yeah, probably. yeah, they were because they, they were so unsure of this movie. They're like, "Do we dub her? Do we not dub her? Ah, just leave it." And if it sounds fun, we're we got other shit to worry about. We got all these fucking special effects, and we got to worry about the duck cost of the suit. And oh uh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, you and me both, Howard. Yeah. Although I, w- this just looks like a scene from the cyberpunk game. I'm pretty sure that instead of Leah Thompson, though, it's Keanu. <laughs> and then right after this, you get in a helicopter and shoot up a There you go. It's crazy. Although I'm... Will- Hunger City. <laughs> I will say this, though. Uh, Leah Thompson is probably the MVP of the movie, like, in, as far as performing. Um, oh, I'm not surprised. She was always solid. Yeah, man. And and you know what even is crazier is that even though she looks back fondly in making this, the one thing that she regrets is that that was her hair this entire time, which took like two and a half hours to spray and get ready for the day. And she was just like, man, I, if they were if uh, they, if they weren't spending so much time concentrating on the fucking duck, I would have just worn a wig. <laughs> Right. So funny. Oh, oh go, God. No, he's going to say the thing. He's going to say the thing. What's the thing? Oh, just wait for it. I Because when he says it, you're going to be like, what the hell? Oh, man. Oh, and I forgot about this guy. This guy is like a cross Who? between uh, this. Boo. Boo with the tuck pun. Oh, I, I, to- I totally missed the line. What was the, the quack punch foo? Line? Oh, my I God. I know. It's so I'm fucking glad I bad. didn't hear that. I would have literally it's just so disconnected from fucking... our chat and left. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. But no, the one, oh my God. The one dude with the, uh, the, the baby faces on his leather jacket. The, the, clock, the clockwork it's orange It's a cross guy. between clockwork orange and Brazil by Terry Gilliam. And I'm like, what? Oh, that is hilarious. What fucking movie did you come uh, come from, man? Uh, yeah. Apparently, the, uh, apparently, uh, if you cross Clockwork Orange with Brazil, you get Howard the Duck. That's movie math. That's that's science, right? Right? <laughs> I mean, it is for now. 
I guess, well, man, I, oh, I'm not stoned enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Also, can you imagine, like, just Leah Thompson coming out? You're, you're a struggling musician. You come back from a gig. You almost get mugged. And you're saved by a three-foot anthropomorphic duck man thing. Duck. And yeah. I honestly want to know what the hell's going through her head. It's like, dude, what the hell was in my drink tonight? <laughs> Did someone slip me, like, some oh absinthe or something? <laughs> Oh my God! I think there's. Yeah, go ahead. I I, no, I was gonna say in a weird way. I just keep thinking about how they need to have more duck puns. Like they have a lot, but they're kind of in this weird threshold point where it's like a little uncomfortable. But I really think they need to have more things. Like if he's gonna tell her what the name of his planet is, she's like, "It's Earth." He's like, "It's so weird." Mine's called Duck Earth, and they all have to be (laughs) awful. Like everything needs to be terrible. Like if he's gonna dive in and say stupid bullshit like quack food. This asshole should be like, quack off, you fucking, you know what I mean? Ducking, like, you mother ducker. This right, shit's exactly. going to get a foul here. I tell you what. Oh. It, exactly. I, uh, there's not enough. I think that's what would have saved this movie was 100% more duck puns. Just, you, you either. Duck puns. <laughs> but uh, you, you have to just, you either go big or go home with the duck puns like if you you can't go half-hearted otherwise it's just gonna be really annoying the few times if it is but if you bash them over the head with it maybe it'll stick or maybe they'll just hate you that much more i don't know it's it's a bizarre movie mark this is fucked up february for you yeah exactly thanks so much tim (laughs) Okay, so now here's the beginning of where I feel like James Gunn really could have made this very bizarre uh, relationship work out somehow. I don't know. I can't. I really can't articulate it. But here's the big problem with the. Here's what I think the issue is here, which is funny because it's not really a problem in the 80s overall. I think that's a decade of like odd concept movies. Mm-hmm. So what kind of feels weird to me here is that I think there's there's got to be a gnarly story about studio interference and how they were like, oh, this needs to be more of a kids movie. But they're like, dude, we literally have two pairs of duck boobs in like the opening. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? The um, one thing that can't I, be topped. Uh, right. And so I'm like, I'm willing to bet they were like, well, we need to tame it down. So they couldn't ever lean one way. I am sure that the script probably needed one more pass. It, it, but it just feels kind of like in a way, weird way where I'm like, okay, so you were willing to spend two million goddamn dollars on a fucking and like a real life great duck suit, yeah. right? Like that, like looks good. The eyes look real. Like he's clearly on set interacting with them and everything. Um, but like thinking about that, but they didn't like commit almost on like an emotional level. If that makes yeah. sense, like there's there's no vibe that connects that level of fucking weirdness to what we at times are seeing on screen here. Too. Yeah, I mean there's some effort, but they don't really go full into it. It's like they're almost too conscious of the suit, you know? Right. Oh, for sure. I do love that. It's so weird. I also love uh, that, you know, her apartment is basically a uh, a studio warehouse in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's it's literally the Mockbee downtown it Cincinnati. Actu- I had a buddy who lived it there. It actually... It reminds me of that. No, go ahead. Yeah. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say he had like a loft apartment in a warehouse there for a little bit. I don't think it was super legit, and I'm pretty sure it was. This is me trying to say it was officially not legit. Oh, right. And uh, they closed it. They kicked everybody out at some point. But uh, it was always a cool idea. I always loved the idea. I feel like so many of these cool movies, it always has like, this is like where the superhero character lives. Yeah, Exactly. Like uh, superhero movies and, you know, their quirky apartment production designs have a great history, especially in like the yeah. Batman movies, you know? Like, if you look at Selena oh, yeah. Kyle's apartment or the Riddler's apartment, they all live in these impossible apartments. It's, it's so true. And it's also really funny, the fact that Howard's apartment is probably the most normal looking. <laughs> right. That's... And she's, like, in this cool, yeah, it's, like, so silly. Although the one thing that did, like, make me scratch my head a little bit about it is that it feels weirdly incomplete, like... They've got these, these, all these great furnishings to make it feel lived in and everything, but the walls themselves, they don't even have, they didn't have the money for the walls and they just like, eh, slap that in and it's fine. We'll have some lights out there, maybe some rain effects, but like actual panels for the walls, we don't need that, right? (laughs) Cause like, look at it. It it looks like it's in the middle of like some warehouse of uh, a, of a studio. And uh, you know, I'm no, I'm not really complaining about it. It's definitely a really good style. It's just adds, I guess, to the weird bizarreness to it. Uh, oh, for sure. I think I, I think my main frustration with this already is just that it's really, it's like kind of like it's not. I, I say a boring movie, and I mean it really like. Yeah, I, it's just like boring in regards to it's like weirdly safe yeah in in odd ways it's like they weren't safe with having like the lead character be a fucking duck but it's just like a duck in a fish out of water story but it's not like weird enough and i don't know i just feel like it, they definitely are not committed to the weird how much even when uh huh? the pedo bad guy shows up <laughs> yeah like, he's weird but not weird exactly enough. god how crazy is that by the way that he's like literally yeah a yep yep um uh, who didn't look at jeffrey jones in the 80s and think he thought you you know uh, yeah i know right (laughs) but uh i am curious though that uh how how much more interesting do you think if leia thompson's character got transported to duck world i feel like that's the better movie for really okay so only only because i feel like the duck world is infinitely i mean i think and I only say that because maybe they would have committed to the weirdness more, right? Probably. That's 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 my why of my answer. My guess. But, like, I don't – and I guess to say it just at face value, it's not necessarily – it's, like, the same idea. But I partly think it would be – that's the movie they would make now. The, yeah, because, you know? honestly, the I think the only reason why they probably wouldn't have done it is because this one duck suit was super fucking expensive. To make a whole lot more would have been, like, a, a, a financial nightmare, you know? Um, I mean, granted, there's some where you can get away with, like, just having less detailed ones for the further away extras and duck suits. But for, like, the close-ups, you have to have all these different crazy duck suits. And if your one costs you that much, there's no way in hell you could do an entire world filled with them. Oh, for sure. Oh, and then there's this shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mallard. And it's so weird. It's funny to me that, like, yeah, Mallard, that's hilarious. Hilarious. It's kind of funny to me that, like, they have Howard being kind of like this late blooming duck. <laughs> See, I'm like, I it's know. good here. So bad. And, of course, like, I, the, the United 
uh, states of what was it anti antidote whatever. Um, and a weird, oddly shaped. Du- oh, it's an egg shaped duck condom. Unwrapped. Yeah, that's that's. I like that she's not like. Uh, that's an unwrapped condom. That's I'll- weird. Unless. Condoms were sold that way in the 80s, and no one told me. Maybe, but uh, honestly, I'm more concerned with his anatomy because uh, have y'all do y'all know about duck sex? Because it's it's fucked up. Uh, There's a like when you say that, you mean like actually like the reproductive? Yes. Okay, I'm a little aware of it because I'm pretty sure Louis C.K. did a bit (laughs) about it. All right. Yeah, Uh, I I watched this really great series called True Facts on YouTube where this guy, here are true facts about the antelope. And does like his best Morgan Freeman impression and does like these silly nature docs. Did one on ducks and uh, yeah, he talked in depth, uh, comically in depth about... Uh, the nature of the duck corkscrew exploding penis. Oh, yay. Okay, <laughs> I'm with you The now. exploding corkscrew penis with barbs in it because ducks are apparently are very rapey in nature. Which also... That's so weird. I know, yes, right? <laughs> Which is like, now I'm not entirely sure we could do that, but maybe... Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe James Gunn is the one person who's like you know grown out of that sense of humor and make will be able to make it funny. Oh here he, oh shit, it's Tim Robbins. I didn't even remember or know he. Was I, I when I when I watched this for the first time, I'm like, oh my god, Andy Dufresne is in this bullshit. And then when he exits out acting like this, I'm like, oh god, no. It's this performance here that really got me worried about watching him in this movie. Right yeah. right here where he goes this. Uh, <laughs> so bad, you guys. That is the uh, big red flag that, oh, he's in that kind of, he's playing this kind of role. Um, yeah, exactly. In a weird way, I can kind of see this as the precursor to the Riddler in Batman Forever. Because he's got the same lab coat, the same crazy hair, and the stupid goggles and the manic energy. Yeah. And he's like, ah, I'm running around the room. No. It's a duck. Ah. <laughs> and Howard's just not having it, which I don't blame him. I mean, just, and even look at the lighting on him. They do the exact same kind of lighting on Jim Carrey in Batman Forever. Yeah, they're like, hey, we want to make sure you look crazy. We're going to put the lights under you. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the glasses that give them the exaggerated eyebrows, too. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's, although I will say this, this is still, I, I, don't, I don't know, actually, because this is still, uh, I, I can't tell if this is uh the worst comic book movie tim robbins has been in because he's also been in green lantern <laughs> oh god that's right he was uh peter sarsgaard's dad yeah you know uh it's hard to, you know i think green lantern is probably the worst one of him for him because he's just so forgettable we're in, but in this yeah. one oh i remember him <laughs> i will remember this performance for a long time because it's it's so bizarre to see Andy Dufresne, one of the most you know, uh, uh, 
cadenced and reserved individual characters you've ever seen on a on a movie like quiet and calculating and utterly innocent yeah and then he does this kind of shit <laughs> you're just yeah it's so weird you're just dude. really i'm just really glad tim robbins was able to like go get through this one and bounce back with something better so yeah much much because leia thompson was uh literally freaking out at the premiere of this movie she's like oh god it's in a i'm in a bomb i gotta find work and thankfully uh she immediately hooked up with uh john hughes to work on uh some kind of wonderful oh nice so she yeah was- yeah she's like i need work right now to get me out of this um Oh, apparently. Because that's really... Yeah, the, go ahead. That's really the trick. It's like if you get into a bad movie, it's like you almost just have to like keep booking as much as you yes. can. So that you're like, okay, so even if you have a bomb, you at least have another piece of work coming out afterwards that hopefully doesn't totally yeah. suck. <laughs> and thank God some kind of wonderful <laughs> saved her because, man, that was... yeah. And remember, this is... Oh, God, what is this bullshit? What is this? Oh... And I love the fact that they render it, even though that's just clearly in his mind's eye here. Yeah. But I... I'm the evolutionary guy. <laughs> Look at this horse shit, man. The Neanderthal duck. They're not even trying, <laughs> you guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. It's Howard the Duck. Um... <laughs> Cromacton. Um, but yeah, I, I, it is also crazy to think that Leah Thompson is like fresh off the heels of Back to the Future doing this. Can you imagine somebody acting like that and not thinking it was super fucking weird? Yeah, although I will. S- but I guess he has sort of positioned himself as a weirdo. Uh, in, in all fairness, like the way they're treating him, it's like, dude, he has a fellow colleague and you're asking him to change out the exhibit. Like that's the fucking maintenance job, you know? Right. Well, I guess I know nothing about the infrastructure and hierarchy in the museum. <laughs> I will give it. Don't flutter off in a hump. <laughs> All these names are weird. I too. know. Although I will give the movie this one weird little commendation. It is kind of funny as Ohio natives to see Howard the Duck running around in an Ohio State hoodie. <laughs> Yeah, it is a little odd, isn't it? <laughs> if you got blasted through space, you know. I wish he had a different voice. Too. I know. Do you, actually, do you know who like they were uh, considering to uh, do the voice of uh, Howard? I know that Martin Short auditioned. Yeah. I think I saw someone else. Uh, I don't know John Cusack was going to try. And they even tried to do Robin Williams. I think I feel like Martin Short is the answer of the three that you. Yeah, I definitely is because because he would have dove in on the. Yeah, like again, the the problem I have with this is that it's like not weird in the right. No, it's not. It's 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 actually a little too awkward. It's like it's like it's too busy trying to be a regular movie with some weird shit in it. It's so just go full into it, man. Yeah, it's, you know, I was thinking about this today with the, framing it around the MCU argument. Yeah. And my buddy and I were talking about, like, the multiverse movies and that stuff coming up. And I was kind of like, it's really funny that we got to jump through all these hoops for the normies. Yeah. Because comics just, and I don't mean to be, I'm not really trying to be, like, a gatekeeper <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. 
but it's it's just sort of funny to me that they um um how was i gonna say this i'm kind of losing my train of thought <laughs> uh, sorry it's okay every time i have a good, good thought no every time i have a good thought i look at the screen again i'm like what the fuck is this movie guys you know uh, i know right just Carl, go away i'm scary yeah and now he's gotta crazy. okay this is the part where i thought oh this movie is getting interesting because he's like, well, fuck, I'm stuck here. So now I got to, you know, get shelter. I got to get food. And now I got to get a job. Um, and, oh, and so we mentioned Jeffrey Jones is in this. But here's another Ferris Bueller uh, alumni. The, uh, the the nurse from Ferris Bueller, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is that who yeah. he is? Yeah, totally. I haven't seen Ferris Bueller. I know. You know uh, unpopular, unpopular opinion. Not a huge John Hughes guy. Oh. And in turn... Some of them, some of them I like. Some of them I don't really care. like. Ferris Bueller's yeah. fine. That, but I kind of feel that way about most. I'm, of them. and I really, I really blame TBS in the nineties. Oh well, because TBS yeah. in the nineties, in particular, I swear to God, we took a lot of road trips, mm-hmm. and I remember for whatever reason, I just had this like constant image in my head of a Saturday or Sunday morning in random hotel rooms around the country, and every time it was there, TBS was running The Breakfast Club uh, or Ferris Bueller. That- or a few, you know, sixteen candles, and I was like, I don't like these. That movies. that'll that'll do it. Actually, I'm I'm just a little you bit know? biased because you know I'm a originally a Chico- Chicago native, Chicago boy. So yeah, and yeah, that, so that's the thing. <laughs> what what the hell is this? Boo! I love this. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Okay, now here's the part of the movie that I thought. Okay, now we're maybe we're finally going full weird. Oh man, we're we are so close to t- like actual titties there, so close. Oh, maybe weird that they showed weird that they showed duck ones, but not. I know it's like very obvious and it's staged. Exactly. Although I just love the fact these people must be on drugs. I mean, it is the '80s, but no one fucking really none of the couples here notice the uh, the the cigar smoking duck t- towel boy. Yeah, and nobody thinks it's weird. I'm like, look how giant your glasses are, Elliot Gould knockoff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at th- also look at these colors. Aren't they these colors just ugly as sin? It's it's one of those things where I almost feel like the colors are sort of the same problem with the rest of the movie, which is that both of them need more saturation. Yeah. Like it's like the colors are indecisive. It's like this weird almost orange, and I'm like, that's not what we need. Yeah. Or just like not quite green or blue, this turquoise. Right, and it's like here, it's like this is the most intense color I've seen so far in this season. Also, like these two are going at it in this hot tub, and they don't notice. The lava of love, dude. They don't fucking the notice. hot tub is lava. Oh, okay, but they don't notice. Why did he do that? Uh, because his boss sucks and fuck. Oh, that's the boss. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize. I didn't. I clearly am super invested. No, in this it, no and honestly, that that's totally not your fault. That's just poor like staging, that. to be honest. Like, <laughs> if they had one shot of him walking into that room where you could tell it's him, then yeah. Because even I was like, wait, that was that? Who was? That? Why did he do that? Oh, it's his boss. Okay. But this is another right. sequence here where I'm like, where he's just kind of stuck living his life. Yeah. This is the part where the movie's actually kind of interesting to me. I'm like, hey, let's. He's he's stuck here, so he's got to live here, and he has to deal with it like a normal adult human being, 
or you know what counts as a human being and he also he's kind of like a a a freak you know a free a former circus freak who is yeah tossed out of his his inner circle and now he's just forced to live starting literally from nothing classic so there's there's actually some good story here but the rest of the movie is just it so doesn't go to the way you want <laughs> so ridiculous. oh hey look it's your sponsor uh pepsi <laughs> oh, they knew. They knew a winner when they picked them and this movie. Man, every time I see Pepsi, I'm gonna, I'm always gonna be thinking of your face. <laughs> You're welcome. I think, right? Duckaroni. Oh yeah, don't you gotta love how many duck-related programs are going on in this one corner. In the human. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. What's that? I uh, I've always been very good on the microphone. I just was I, I didn't mean I've been like on and off. I've had a couple coughs. I almost had a sneeze. I think I may have burped in the background. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I promise I'm not a disgusting a, mess. No matter how I appear on it's this a, show, it's okay. It's Howard the Duck. No one's gonna message you. <laughs> no one's gonna no, yeah, no one's like, gonna oh, judge. You burped during the cinematic <laughs> genius that was. Yeah. I actually, uh, although I still do, I actually do kind of dig the uh, the kind of day-to-day outfit that he wears here we're i don't know oh we're here to see cherry oh Bomb. yeah apparently it's a slow night though but that's gonna change when howard shows up apparently uh Le- leah thompson uh kept one of the uh the less the uh, the guitars that she uh played on this movie and apparently plays it still today so i guess that's yeah the less paul i yep. think so it's kind of, i guess Too that's kind funny. of a cool thing to get out of this movie in this dumpster fire yeah. of a movie um although you know, you know the other weird oh, the other cool thing that we got out of this movie what's Pixar. that yeah because lucas had to sell it off right because he lost so much money about yeah this. man like this when this movie bombed they, he had to sell off a whole bunch of the divisions of Lucasfilm that he was working on in the, the late eighties. Uh, and event, the animation uh, division was sold for a little bit more than he was bargaining for to Steve jobs. And that became Pixar. So it's nice to know that, yeah, this movie sucks and all, but Hey, we got toy story out of it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that William hike or however you pronounce the director's name he also wrote Temple of Doom. Oh, you're right. That's right. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff with George Lucas uh, uh, back in the day. Because apparently, I think they both went to um, uh, uh, they both went to college together. Uh, I I, it, I think it was uh, Southern California. Um, they got a really great film school out there. But oh man, look at the wardrobe, man, for real. I, the only other time you, I think do you hate it or love it? I yes. Oh look, another Ferris Bueller alumni. Uh, the the dude. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna cut back to him. Um, but he was he's on the right or right the there. This guy with the the one with the mustache. Uh, he's uh he's the guy who steals the car. Uh, at the uh, uh the parking garage. Nice. He looks super familiar to me for some well, reason. Yeah, I, I, that might be it. I, that's the only other thing that I can think he's been in. 
Um, he, he looks – it's like I'm going to have to look through here because I feel like <laughs> – Yeah, I know, right? You know what I mean? He does have that weird character actor face. That's sort of what I'm thinking about. I'm like, what the hell is that guy's name? Oh, I'm going to have to – this is going to fucking drive me nuts. Uh, the future, dude. Richard Edson. Okay, I know exactly what I know him What's from that? now that I'm clicking on his link. Is the Super Mario? Bros. Oh, he was in that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I see he was also in Strange Days, which is a movie I've never. Seen, oh, he was also, but always heard was do like the right thing, underrated and awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and, and Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, he was in Platoon. What? Damn. Okay. That's that's character actors for you though. Like you, you see him in one or two things. But you actually have wound up seeing him in several other things as well. Oh, here it comes. Fights on, Mother Duckers. Oh God, I'm sorry about these puns. I'm, I have to take a I have to take a step back and like stop myself from the duck puns. They just need to have twice as many of them. <laughs> Oh my God, he's gonna get stuffed, duck kebab. Oh man! Well, there's more of them. Yeah, although I really am surprised that not once in this entire movie does anyone say "mother ducker." Yeah, or father Well, this is showbiz for you. I'll tell you what. I'm letting the girls out of their contracts. <laughs> oh, this hopeless space rabies. <laughs> that delivery. I don't know. I heard it on the news, baby. Just... Man, I, I, it's, it's, re I'm really reaching here for her to keep this, this going. Cause what the hell do you say to images and dialogue like that? You know what I mean? I don't even know. Oh, uh, I think I just saw Holly Robinson Pete as one of the band members. Oh, is that right? I really only remember her from the hanging with Mr. Cooper show, but I'm pretty sure, uh, I kind of, the reason she's on my brain is that. I found out this winter when I did the little Marvel uh, Hallmark spoof. Skit. Oh, okay. Uh, I found, yeah, there she is. Yeah, she's here, there. Uh, she's a Hallmark lady now, so I I cut her in a bunch. Nice, which was nice. So it's very funny. I bet this is probably this has got to be like one of her first things. Oh, it it got to be. And how cool is it that she started out in in Marvel? Now, now in, instead of you know what, just. Uh, because if you saw Wonder Woman 1984, we had that very Hallmark E ending. Maybe so. Now that uh, these superhero movies are getting like that kind of a look, maybe throw her a cameo right. for a future Marvel movie. There you go. Hell, you know what? Put her in that uh, Howard the Duck Deadpool team up movie we mentioned. Just have her cameo. That's what we need. Oh, that is nah. That line just always made made me gag a little bit <laughs> this whole movie's making me gag dude <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
Oh, this is the whole bit where they're, like, trying to get his origin. Okay, so, you know what was really crazy? I'm like, oh, we found these guys at the laboratory. We know why you're here. And uh, I think it happens about an hour in, roughly, where they actually get to the machine and whatnot. I'm like, oh, right on. So we're only going to have, like, a... This is where the big climax is going to be. We're going to have, like, a 20, 30-minute sequence and then, like, wrap up and then time to go. Right. No, <laughs> this movie was like, oh, ye of little faith, Tim. We're going to have a whole nother hour and a couple of other sequences to go along with this. And I'm like, help <laughs> me. I'm being held hostage. This is I like at times here. I'm just so speechless. I'm like, what else? Is I don't say? know, man, because it's. It's Howard the fucking du- it's Howard the ducking duck. Um, yeah. Dude. Although you, there is one other thing to consider, uh, and the only reason why he didn't take it is because of the uh, the the chase sequence that happens that goes for way too long in the third act. To be honest, um, but you know who was originally supposed to be uh, directing this? Uh, John Landis. Wow. Yeah. How much in a weird way I can almost see from like the set design it gives me Landis it vibes. It does, right? And you know what? I bet uh he probably could have done he he probably could have done the uh the at least the sense of humor some favors in this movie. Yeah, probably. Cuz like some of it lands in here and but most of it let's be honest it just doesn't it doesn't really work. Uh, and speaking of not working, oh my god, this sequence coming up here. Oh god, um, <laughs> it's it's weird because again, somewhere in this movie, this romantic relationship, I think, could work. Bestiality aside, wait. Oh wait, so that is where this is going. Oh, it's it, just just you wait. Because I, I believe you mentioned you didn't see all of the movie, did you? I mean, I did, but it's been like 30 years. <laughs> this, this whole sequence, this is where, you know, he's like playing the piano, going back to his old roots. And she is way, way too into him. <laughs> yeah, wait, this is so weird, dude. And I hate that. I know I've just been saying... Um, I know I've just been saying weird a billion times, but that's like literally, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Although I will say Leia Thompson looks hella fine in this, this scene here. Oh yeah. She's beautiful for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure still is. I I haven't seen what her in forever. Well, no one has really, but, uh, good Lord. And then, yeah, this whole bit is just like. This feels so wrong, and yet somehow I feel like there's a way to do this. This weird form of... (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to pull out like an old uh, Clerks 2 reference. I'm like, I don't know if I'd call this bestiality, but interspecies erotica. (laughs) Like, you remember that great joke? Like, like, hey man, if you're into bestiality, hey. Jag off. We call it, or we we call it interspecies erotica. Species erotica. <laughs> and this. Oh God, that's so bad. 
And you know, again, there's something uh, here that I feel like... He's giving her duck eyes. <laughs> and he's giving him the duck face. <laughs> but uh, it's really funny because, again, there's a weird thing that I was feeling in here. I'm like, this is very wrong. But somehow there's a way to make it right and still be that weird sort of like... it's Be the right level of wrong and not be the wrong level of right am i making sense i mean i think so for the most part i feel you're making infinite more sense than this <laughs> boring movie i uh, you know what i want to say something to all of the com track listeners out there yes. that have enjoyed you know different commentary tracks like this why the fuck are you watching this movie why why are you watching this movie? I want you to look at the mirror right now, or if you got your phone in your hand, because you're scrolling instead of watching this movie, you just listen to me and Tim bitching each other back. <laughs> just one good night kiss, sweet ducky. Wait a second. You're telling me that she wants him to fuck her and not the other way? Oh around? yeah, dude. What? That's even wor- that's bullshit. <laughs> oh, here we go. And I love how the door is yeah, just wide you- open for these three fuckers to randomly walk in on this. This unholy her apartment. Right? Yes, this unholy holy union. Yeah, and none of them are like, uh, "What the fuck, are you guys?" Doing? <laughs> it defies all the laws of nature. <laughs> I, uh, there's something that I just can't put my finger on. It. There's a way to do this right, like because there's some weird humanity of like. A, you know, slick character who is, you know, a worldly kind of uh, uh, protagonist who gets in bed with a beautiful woman and then he starts flirting with her and she starts flirting back hardcore and he has no idea what to do. There's some there's a foot of humanity in that kind of a situation. And there is a way, I think, around the whole duck thing. But man, does it just not work here? It's not that I want them to be together and the fact that I want to see this unholy interspecies erotica sequence to play out or anything. I'm not advocating that I want it. I'm just saying there's a right way to do it. It's just a really, really fine line, Mark. Yeah, dude. I I have not... I... That's how I feel. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, like, I look at, you know, some of the Scooby-Doo, the the live-action Scooby-Doo movies uh, that they came out with. There's a weird fine line about, you know, like, if you remember the sequence where Scooby dresses up as an old lady to get onto a plane. There's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there on paper, a way to do it, but... It didn't work out because it. W- I, I think I usually blame it on the director, because those movies were actually written by guess who James Gunn, and so it works on the page. But it's not when it's not handled properly, it just totally falls apart right. and it looks awkward and stupid. And you're like, why the fuck am I watching this piece of tr- shit movie? God, I really wish yeah. James Gunn actually did direct the, uh, the those live action Scooby Doo movies because. There's some legitimately funny scenes in that when you go back and watch it. Yeah, I always forget he wrote those, but they were fun. Yeah, the scripts were fun in that, and he seems like a good guy to uh, do. Yeah, exactly. He, again, his his whole little uh, kitsch in his talent is 
writing weird shit, but keeping the le- uh, keeping it f- somehow footed in reality and or not reality, but in uh, believability in its humanity. If that makes sense. And this movie could really fucking yeah. use that. Because now they're because this is the point in the movie where they're like, look, we we now know where you're from. We, we've we've been experimenting with interdimensional travel and we uh, we got like a single duck duck feather that matches yours. So now we can potentially send you home. This is so fucking weird. Although I do. I want a shirt that says hot tub. <laughs> I know. Right. I would love a shirt like that. Oh, I'd probably give that to to uh, to Katie just because she's the one who can spend more time in the tub than me. Just because, well, my ass is not equipped for the standard American tub size. Oh, for sure, I know the feeling. Yep, that's that's gonna be that. That's been my uh, my season arc, if you will. It's the same as William H. Taft to find a tub that fits my fat ass. That's hilarious. And it's an, a far more entertaining arc than what's going on in here. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, I want something crazy to happen in this. Yeah, I know. It's it's like um cuz do you know, like do you even know the whole origin of Howard the Duck the character of the comics? Uh not really. I know he's like sort of like a smart ass like almost like detective type i shit you not he was a throwaway joke character that makes sense uh, i think because i'm trying to think uh exactly uh what it was but um uh he was written i'm tr- i gotta look this up now because <clears throat> yeah uh, he he first appeared in, uh, yeah he was in a man thing comic uh and he was written literally just as a background character to be totally absurd uh and to comment on how stupid the uh, the situations are and it was just supposed to be this this dumb throwaway character that was just a joke and that somehow was popular enough to um for him to guest star in other marvel comics and to get a series of his own go figure Dude, that's so crazy. What a wonderful st- – what an interesting story, at least. I mean, it led to this stupid thing, but Marvel was making tons of bad decisions. Oh, dude. Oh, that kind of, by the way, makes me bring back to something earlier where I was talking about the normies and I wasn't trying to gatekeep yeah. on, like, uh, all of their stuff. But, oh, wait, what the fuck now? Why is every time I want to tell a story something crazy <laughs> happens? The guy comes out with a burnt face? How is his makeup so bad? Oh, my God. So good? That's – that – Wow, they someone call Christopher Nolan because they need to bring in like a real Two Face for this movie. Because yikes, that was bad. This is a cool looking set. Yeah, this is probably the biggest set that they had for the uh, the movie. Because this is uh again, because th- at this point we are what we are fifty mi- fifty minutes and 30, 30 seconds in roughly. Uh, so I'm thinking, oh, okay. So this they, this is the machine that brought Howard the Duck in. Th- now there's gonna be like a big, uh, thirty like twenty thirty minute sequence, little wrap up at the end, and then we're fucking out. So, but <laughs> but that was so not the case. I wish it was the case. Yeah, but we're not that. No, lucky, dude. no. 
because you remember if last month we were talking about Fan Four Stick and how it was supposed to be like Ugh. a two uh, two and a half hour thing, but the studio just oh, cutting. Oh, Pamer too. Yeah, they just kept. Sorry. No, you're good. And they just kept cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting it all the way down to like just like a ninety minute Nothing. thing, and we're like, well, at least it was short. Yeah. But, oh my God! You're totally Too short. right. Yeah. It should have been six hours. I want the six hour cut. Release the William Hike cut. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> oh my God! Oh, what 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 is this guy's name? Um, isn't this? Where have I seen this actor before? Uh, uh, which which one here? The, uh, uh, the oh, lieutenant. That's, that is. I can't believe I know his name. This is embarrassing. His name is Paul Gilfoyle. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he had a long run on CSI, the original CSI. Oh, series. okay, right on. Um, he's been in a ton of shit though. Like, I mean, you'll you'll like look him up on IMDb. And be like, oh, that fucking guy. He's been yeah. in a bunch of stuff. He never has blonde. He normally has just dark hair. It's funny to see him this way. <laughs> yeah, he's got this like crazy blonde hair. Um, well, I just saw one of the scientists in the previous scene was David Paymer, another great character actor who's they like got a lot of fucking them. awesome and everything. They got a lot of great character actors in this movie. What a waste. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing uh, um, uh, Paul, uh, Paul on uh, Air Force One as uh, like one of the uh, the Secret Service agents. Oh, that makes sense. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, this this whole shit where they strip search him. This is so bad. There's no zipper. There's no buttons. No Velcro. And this th- is... now this shot is where I'm like, oh, God, make it stop. Where it's just clearly yeah. a puppet. Right. Just clearly attached to the background. They've got the puppeteer's arm through the through the the, 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 the shelf behind him or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> and the just... feet are definitely stuck to the floor. Actually, do you know who was one of the puppeteers for this? Uh, Tim Rose. Who's Tim that? Rose. Uh, if you don't, why do I know that? Name? Uh, he worked. He was one of the main puppeteers on uh, the uh, the original Star Wars trilogy. Like uh, he was. Oh, that's cool. He, he did all the work for uh, um, Salacious Crumb. Uh, I believe he <laughs> exactly. Um, there it is. But, that was uh, way better. He, 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 I think he also played Admiral Akbar, like he was the one wearing the uh, the. Okay, the Akbar that suit. that is totally why his name sounded familiar. So, uh, but yeah, he was mostly a a puppeteer working for ILM at, uh, at the time. So imagine that's why they brought him on. Like, let's let's actually make it good and look good. But unfortunately, this movie is like just the worst of everyone's demo reel. <laughs> Although I, I, right. although I still kind of like Leah Thompson in this movie, weirdly enough. Like, sure. For some reason, she's she is like the one person who can is actually able to ground this. And she goes in with such um, as such a good sport. Like, all right, I'm acting against a fucking duck mask. I'm gonna. I, I can. I can do sexy. I can act sexy for a duck mask. I can make people believe that I want to fuck this duck. I'm gonna own it. <laughs> and she weirdly goes full head over heels into it. So, yeah, she's r- literally one of the few yeah. things. Although, I mean, she really is trying to be good in this yes. movie, which I think is like. I think that's good for a sh- even in shitty movies. Like the thing is, she could still use this in her real. Yeah. That's what you should always think about. Yeah, whereas all the other actors are just like, 
just leave that out of my demo reel? Although then again, it's the, the this role for Jeffrey Jones is probably not the weirdest thing that he did, just because you know he was in a lot of Tim Burton stuff. I think the weirdest thing he did was like that early '90s. I think it was like Mom and Dad Save the Universe or some piece. Of, it's a total piece of shit. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's the bad. I think he's in that. I also remember another. He did a bunch of weird early '90s movies too. I'm pretty sure he was the bad guy in. It's G, uh, John Ritter's the lead, and it's about TV, and they get sucked into hell. I think it's <laughs> Stay Tuned. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking not, about? Not really. I think that was a little bit before my time, but I'm... Oh, man. It's it's a... Uh, you should totally watch it, because I think it's on Amazon Prime, uh, and it is a... John Ritter plays, like, a husband obsessed with TV. Like, obsessed with TV, and... Oddly enough, I'm pretty sure it's Don Knotts comes to the house to sell him very much like the Pleasantville. Game. Oh, okay. But I was like some Pleasantville. You know what? It, yeah, I mean, it's like very, it's like a very similar thing where this, it, I could be wrong. It's probably not actually Don Knotts, but the gag is similar. Like a uh, famous person sells him on this new TV service, but it turns out that this new satellite dish with all these channels that you've never heard for is like literally Satan's c- cable service. <laughs> And it's because Satan is like pulling people. It. I'm guessing. I. I'm definitely loose on the plot. So if anybody's like, I'm a huge Stay Tuned fan. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm not nailing this. But the idea is that they pulled. They pulled John Ritter and ultimately his wife unwittingly into the TV universe, and they pretty much have to compete to stay alive. It's like a Mojo Vision thing. That's crazy. Like it's literally like a Mojo Vision movie. <laughs> if that makes sense, with like X Men. I wonder if. Uh, uh, where I wonder if WandaVision is going to take some cues from that. It'd be interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's dude. It's one of those movies of the '90s. I remember liking a lot as a kid, and I saw it again as an adult. And I was like, "Oh, this holds up. The concept's <laughs> cool." It's one of those movies that I guess didn't do well, but I'm like, it would be cool to have another movie about this because I think the topic of us being obsessed with the media input on our devices would be really timely. And then you could just do you know relevant recent parodies right. and stuff, you know. Okay, so one thing that I had a huge question about for this is, like, the, he's obviously been exposed to something, and he's not feeling well. Why was he jo- driving the car this whole time? Why didn't she? Because this movie is half bananas. And I guess we have to have, like, a whole car chase sequence in throughout. Although, somehow I don't feel like half this half of these shots that Jeffrey Jones is, like... You know, you can see his veins popping out of his head, and he all the blood is just going there. Somehow I feel like that's actually him just, like, intensely, you know, like, stressing his all his facial muscles to get that look somehow. Right. That's the one compliment he's, I can give him about that performance. Uh, the, the face he's making, they just told him, like, Jeffrey. Yeah. We're preventing you from doing pedo things for the next <laughs> hour or two. And that's him having withdrawal from being a piece of shit. <sighs> oh, my God. Roma's Cajun Sushi. What the hell kind of combo that's is that? That's what the place said. I know. It's obviously, I guess, just to be weird. but Okay, now he's apparently he's uh, dead. And this entity has taken over him. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna fucking say it. He's being taken over by uh, uh, Cobra Snake from GI Joe. Cobra. 
Oh, that's right, because that was also a Marvel property, right? <laughs> it really was, right? Because that's all I can find. Seriously, if you like listen to Jeffrey Jones in this, and you put it up against the image of Cobra from G.I. Joe, you're never going to be able to unhear that shit. Um, right. And, and you know what is also apparently crazy? That's actually Jeffrey Jones just on set doing that voice. So <laughs> oh, this is so bad. Oh, look at I. All right, I kind of love the idea of this restaurant already. Yeah, it's like the restaurant's the best part <laughs> of this. Whole, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're like a 1950s super white, you know, kind of uh, all American, but we're also Cajun, and we're also all about sushi. So it's this weird, stupid blend. Like, who thought this was funny? Oh, yeah, George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas, who notoriously is a brilliant man, but has an odd sense of humor. Yeah, he does. Um, he eats a lot of salad, dude. He loves salad. I think it's so funny that that is a recurring thing in George Lucas. <laughs> it is. Dude, it's so great. that I always think about, like, the Red Letter Media guys did a bit about it forever when he was doing YouTube salad reviews. I'm like, ah. <laughs> But then I started noticing that they would always mention he was eating salad in interviews. And then David Lynch, like, right after that, David Lynch did an interview. This is probably right before the Twin Peaks reboot or something. And he talked about meeting with George Lucas for Return of the Jedi. And he's like, so I'm in George's office and he's having a salad. And I'm like, what is it with George <laughs> Lucas and the fucking salad? George. Sir, I love your work. I'm sorry for the short-sightedness I had at times about how I treated you during the prequel era. I was a young, foolish man, but please, what's up with the salads, man? Let me know. Just Here's my number, 513. <laughs> you know? uh, honestly, like, I don't know. Like Maybe it's... Although it's weird, because I don't remember any salad-specific stuff going on in Star Wars. Maybe make that in like a deep cut thing for uh, John Favreau to put in the Mandalorian for season three. Oh, dude, you know there'll be a weird salad scene with George. But <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, what was his name? Papanoida or some shit? Oh, and it's like a little random yeah, cameo. That's right. <laughs> I guess that. I guess that was this the John Favreau's take on the salad. <laughs> Intergalactic salad. I'm gonna have to write that. Yeah. That's that's something I need to write down for later. That just. I'm going to just tweet at John Favreau right now. Be like, hello, John Favreau. Is it true? You know. <laughs> oh, God. This, Let's see. This Here whole, we go. This whole bit with. The, the, so I think that this we can also. Okay. So this is. We've already established this is like one of the first Marvel movies theatrically. But there's also a couple other firsts in here. Uh, we have the first forgettable alien villain with a stupid voice, no less. Uh, yeah. A the the first Marvel protagonist with a raging alcoholic uh, problem, and I think later on we're actually going to get our first Skybeam too. Oh, weird! That's crazy. Oh, this whole bit with the eggs. I'm sorry to say, like, I don't know who this actress is on the, uh, the playing the waitress. Granted, I know it's like 99% of the script, but holy yeah. crap, her delivery of these lines is just like really bad. I don't want to, I, I really don't want to shit on, you know, 
someone's performance like out them or anything but just like what the hell is that yeah, oh, oh that god this great. you know what's really fucking crazy how that only two years later we would get roger rabbit which is incredible, i know right that's a movie i didn't watch until i was like an old man <laughs> I, I grew up on that but um it's i think that the uh that uh uh this movie or rather uh, <laughs> uh rather this movie came uh, tried to uh learn from the lesson or Roger Rabbit tried to learn from the lessons of this movie like we're going to be strictly about kids but we're going to have an edge and we're not going to be like in this weird in between tone that this movie is suffering from cuz i can imagine you know like Robert Zemeckis uh Roger Roger Zemeckis like taking a lot of cues of not to do this shit. Right. Yeah, like I mean and again it's like some of the stuff it, it, it I don't know how to describe it. Who are these truckers anyway? I'm very curious. Who who are these truckers? Like what 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 are they interested in here? Oh, go ahead. I hate ducks. <laughs> Dude, let me be honest with you. As somebody who's worn a lot of costumes in weird places and has always dressed weird, those dudes never think you're bad weird. Those dudes are always like, oh, that's a wild costume, man. <laughs> it is never like I, I'm those guys wouldn't give a fuck about this dude looking at like like he's a kid in a duck costume. They would be more weird if you were gay. Like that's the, <laughs> that's my take on the scenario. They're like And of course they're always so hostile towards him. I mean, granted that that what the the, the cawing. Oh boy. Well, well, the movie is trying. I'll give it that. It's not doing very well. No. Listen, you know how you can tell this is bad? We usually talk to these shows, and I'm like, hmm, so how is it going, Tim? <laughs> you doing well? <laughs> I will say at least the uh, the makeup on Jeffrey Jones is pretty cool to look at as it, as it develops. That line would be funny, the, the, where she's like, you're just going to stand there and watch? He's like, you took my eggs. That should be funny. But it's not because he's like, I no longer require human food. Yeah. It, it, like every time there's. It, yeah. It's one of those moments that slip in where I'm like, this movie has potential to be fucking funny. It's when you have <laughs> have those surreal lines in the middle of these surreal situations. I also like this where <laughs> this is what shuts down the mob. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, boy. Now, I also love how long it fucking takes for these people to uh, um, to prep up, to prep him for this. They don't because first they have to tie him down and then they spend fucking forever trying to, to to getting ready to chop his head off or whatever. That's every movie, by the way, but this is exceptionally long. Yes. But like. Because they're already putting herbs on him. I'm like, 
they're already putting spices on them. Like, who puts spices over something that's all, uh, still alive? You gotta pluck that shit first. Oh my god, Tim, I hate that we're doing this so much. Oh my <laughs> I know, gosh. right? Look at the it's so uncomfortable. Like even this Howard like a weird... Even Howard the Duck doesn't want to be here, man. They're all gonna laugh at you. Yeah, right. Wow. Some of the effects are Yeah. Okay, okay that's the other thing that I re remembered about this movie is the the effects. Despite the fact the the duck costume being really awkward uh, and the writing just not being there, the effects, for the most part, in for 1986, they're not that bad. No, not at all. Although, uh, not at least until when we get to the climax, but I'll I'll uh, I'll be talking about that when we get to it. Oh my god, the. All I can hear is is fucking Cobra. Cobra! <laughs> also, I can just really imagine, you know, will okay, now this is some bullshit. This is some movie bullshit with the uh, yeah. the the axe flying through and there's a shot of the crowd actively ducking. Yeah. No pun intended, I assure you. Ducking. Yeah, I know, yeah, no I was pun intended, say. I assure you. But it's, 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 uh, holy crap. He's got fire eyes. Yep. That's the future. All screaming. <laughs> I, uh, cause uh, yeah, honestly, like in, in uh, under a better director, this, this guy could have been like, sort of like what judge doom was in Roger Rabbit. Can you yeah, kind of see that? Uh, except that, yeah, no, for sure. They're very similar, and they both have t uh, two actors really getting wild. You mm -hmm. know? I also got to point out that, you know, being a couple of uh, Ohio boys that we are, uh, this entire movie yeah. takes place in Cleveland. How, sh yeah. how shitty is it that, you know, because you know that really great song, like, Cleveland, at least we're not Detroit. Not Detroit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because if if Cleveland has Howard the Duck as their mascot or, you know, allegedly, uh, do you, you know, what's crazy. What Detroit got one year after this. What's fucking, that? A real Howard the no, Duck. Fucking Robocop. Damn, that's awesome. Robocop the... came out one year after this, man. That's crazy. And by the way, what a beautiful trick shot. That oh, was. yeah, dude. Like with there. the. Because you can tell they just, like, you know, tilted the set. At least that's what I assume that they probably did. Yeah. That, yeah, for sure. You can kind of tell in a weird way sometimes when they do that shit practical that, like, you're suddenly aware of the gravity in odd ways. And I'm sure if you frame by framed it, you'd be like, oh, it's because the way things, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, it's like the way things move on the table. Yep. It's kind of the same thing what they did with uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where they had the blood coming out of the bed and onto the ceiling, and they literally just right. built the set upside down. And it's so smart, yeah, man. I love that kind of ingenuity and in thinking, even though it's really fucking expensive. 
Like, that's the really cool thing. It's like, man, I thought, like, as a filmmaker, you watch that kind of shit, and you're like, oh, that sound, that's cool. I want to try that myself. And you realize you'd have to spend, like, $20,000 minimum to get that made. Are you serious? Well, you know, you'd have to, again, you'd have to build, like, a full set. You'd have to get all this stuff yeah. that you have to wreck. You have to rent the equipment. You got to get the time. Like, you yeah. know, like, all that, all that shit costs money, and that's... That's why people do CG nowadays is because it's just easier to pay like a, a handful of visual effects artists than a bunch of carpenters to actually make this shit. They wanted to get the higher the family, the carpenters to do it instead. Oh, check it out. So now we got. Uh... <laughs> oh, if only if only he hit him right there. And this movie would just be mercifully over. <laughs> but I do like... Uh, now, I don't know if this was, like, directly referencing anything, but this whole time with the truck, I'm getting a little bit of a Terminator, like the first Terminator vibe. At least... Oh, in the truck here? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah he's like uh, alien, evil, uh, silent horror film villain Kyle Reese. And she's got Linnaeus' <laughs> hair. Although, uh, I w uh, man, I, if only it were that kind of a movie. Oh, this bit here. Now, so this bit, like we talked, like maybe it was like Terminator, but now it's about to go yeah. full Pee Wee Herman. Oh, I was going to say Maximum Over. <laughs> oh, no, it's definitely going to get really fucking freaky because now we've got this shit. Oh, wow. That's a, that is great. Right? That's a great effect. Right? I mean, like, it looks. I mean, they were smart about setting it at night. Yes. So that you couldn't. You you can see the imperfections more. But hey, that's not bad. And it's fucking. It's like finally movie. You're do, doing something entertaining and weird, and not just be, trying to be like a regular normie movie. <laughs> like fucking like C Cajun. What was it? Cajun uh, sushi. Uh, a Roma, Roma's Cajun Susie. So it's like Italian, Cajun, Japanese cuisine. My favorite kind of fusion. Hey. Oh, my God. They're yelling fascist. <laughs> well, of course not. It's a cop car. What did you expect? As a matter of fact, for what's about to happen here, it's ridiculously uh, low security, uh, the, the car that he's arrested in. No shit. That is sort of funny. Yeah, he's just like in the back of a Chevy Caprice. <laughs> the whole stupid gag where he just sticks out like a sore thumb on this. The kitty land playground or whatever the fuck that is. Oh, boy. Mont. Yeah, more Jeffrey we're both Jones. Like, what do we even have to say? More Jeffrey it's like, Jones. Nothing's happening, Tim. <laughs> but yeah, this is the door. But but he does this kind of bullshit, where he literally just climbs out the window. Like, why didn't you lead? First off, the the cops should be fired for leaving the window down. Second, isn't there supposed to be like a cage, or in there to keep prisoners from doing that kind of shit? 
because uh, look, Mark, we've we've all had our share of you know stupid movie bullshit that we just like eh stupid movie bullshit. Keep going. No, this is yeah. one of the times. This whole movie is stupid bullshit. <laughs> it's kind of hard when, the, yeah, it's really hard when the whole fucking movie is stupid movie bullshit. Speaking of more movie bullshit, where did this, where did this thing come from? This was just lying in the middle of a parking lot, unattended. Yeah, this is Wonder Woman 1984, dude. Where they're just like, uh, yeah, let's just walk into the backyard of the fucking Smithsonian because they apparently keep fighter jets oh, there. Oh my god. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but now... Uh, Can you hear me exhaling with aggression? <laughs> yes. Ah. I think we're all... Are we, are we all to the point of... We are here uh, for power. Are, are we aggressively... Yeah, right. Are we aggressively social mediaing now? Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, I'm like sitting there like, I'll DM you like, Hey, Tim, how's the movie going? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they keep going back to the suit? They, you know what? They got to get their fucking money's worth. <laughs> like, these people paid for... They, they wanted... They, they, uh, clearly, this was like some dead-end low-trucker job that, you know, they paid a lot of money for so that they could use it. And now they're going to get their fucking money's worth. Also, you got to love that these yeah. cops have been here all night long and they did not see the crazy scientist with the duck man assembling a fucking plane to escape. They were there for hours, and they're just now chasing them. And now he's teaching Howard to fly, which is... Again, th you know, there's a way to do this and make it interesting and have it character-based and shit. But it's not here, Mark. It's not. You can, I I don't think it's, this movie can. I'm ba I'm barely here at this point. <laughs> I, I don't think this movie can teach a duck to fly. I really don't. No, that should have been the catch line for this movie. Is just a clip of this, and it said, "You'll believe a duck could." Fly. No, you won't believe a duck could suck this much and fucking much. It's really weird because this is the only part of the movie I actually believe is like a weird like I, I are they actually flying this? You think yes. like how much of that was practical because it didn't really look like 80s blue screen. That looked like a good like it, they just mounted shot. like they mounted the camera onto it. I want to say that that's that's what they did for some of these. I think they actually did. Um, or better yet, you know what they you know what I'm guessing that they really did. Is that they had a glider that they th that they then mounted onto a plane and then mounted the camera onto the glider, uh, and the the plane that they were fl actually flying them on was just out of frame. That's probably how I would have really, done it. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. like it, that just seems weirdly, needlessly dangerous. Yeah, I know, right? How did he get a visitor's pass? Like, how did he get the visitor coat and helmet and the badge? Like. For a nuclear reactor, this is the 80s, man. Like, you would think there would have been some kind of fucking security, you know? Yeah, you'd think, but they wouldn't. Honestly, security didn't really exist like it does now. Like, we always joke about this. But it started because Frank Abagnale was a brilliant man. And they kind of tried some things. That's... But literally, it wasn't until 9-11 that security existed the way it does mm -hmm. now. That or uh, the Oklahoma City uh, thing, that w or like even the first... Uh, bombing of the the, uh, the 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 World Trade Center and shit, like, e like it, it really wasn't around until like the night, like the 
mid 90s where things started to pick up and then 9-11 just canceled it forever for everybody yep also uh i gotta talk about because again these practical effects are really fucking cool Dude, honestly, there's like a lot of, and it's funny, once he started doing all the lightning tricks in this sequence, I remember these visuals from that time as a yeah. kid. Because like I said, when I checked it out a few years ago, I literally watched maybe the first 10 minutes. <laughs> well, honestly, it's like you watch the first 10 minutes and you're like, well, I've seen all I need to see. Duck tits. Woo! <laughs> and now he gets even fucking they, crazier. Yeah, he looks crazy. Now he looks like Dr. Robotnik. He d that's what I was totally thinking, like, especially towards the end of the movie. I'm like, did they just get dress him up as Dr. Robotnik? Oh, actually, you know what? How fucking crazy. So, <laughs> can you imagine if this is the exact same movie, but instead of Howard the Duck, it's Sonic the Hedgehog? That's what we should just do is get some... Uh... <laughs> Uh, we should get, like, some CG person we know to replace Sonic. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, just uh, probably not anyone who actually worked on the Sonic Hedgehog movie, considering, you know, they had to make it twice. I could see that. Oh, okay, so here... Yeah. Wait, did they land on something? Yeah, they landed on, like, a, uh, a moving okay. truck or something. So now I'm sort of thinking, by the way, that that's literally how they did the whole... All of the shots. And they just drove that truck out. You know what I mean? Or a no, truck it was, like that out in the middle of nowhere. I, no, I saw that thing was banking back and forth. So Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. So, yeah, that's just real. So, but uh, for some of the shots, I imagine that's probably, you know, like shots like this, where it's not, you know, there's not a whole lot of banking back and forth and whatnot. And plus, you know, it's in the middle of a street and whatnot. So, you know, traffic and you can't do stuff like that. But, um but for some of the shots, yeah, I imagine they just literally stuck it on to a truck, mounted the camera onto the glider like they have for the rest of the close-ups, and went for it. Although, now this scene, again, I shouldn't laugh at it, but it is actually really funny to me for Howard the Duck to be like, Death yeah. from the skies to all you duck hunters! And just having the tour of like the time of his life yeah. terrorizing <laughs> a bunch of duck hunters. That's actually yeah, right? legitimately like, funny, actually. Yeah, it's like a clever joke, and you're like, oh, that works. That 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 works, actually. It's a little on the nose, but you know what? It's a comic book movie, so fuck it. And I also like the, you know, the duck quacking in victory, like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's all you need is that kind of the duck cackling. <laughs> quackling. Quackling. <laughs> Dude, look at the makeup on this guy. It's it's sad that this... It's surprisingly good, dude. Right? It seriously is. And as a matter of fact, even Leia Thompson was like, oh shit, he looks pretty... He looks legit scary for this. Like, maybe this movie will be good. It wasn't. <laughs> that was... that. Did you notice the, uh, the, the, the green screen on that? That shot where they, oh, they yeah. clearly it, composited it? And it's one of those things where you're like, that's weird. Why did you, why did you do that? Like, why was that shot? That's like such an, it must've been a reshoot. Maybe, I guess it is. Either that or they wanted, the director really wanted to make, remind the audience, no, that's actually them. And in turn, it made, it just made it even worse. Okay. So he just got shot in the face, didn't he? I think so. I, or close enough to oh, it. I guess, oh, I guess not. Because 
Man, that's the other thing. The cam some of the as good as some of these effects are, like the some of the camera setups don't even lend themselves very well. Like, uh, or like these establishing things. Like they're in a position where they, um, where it's where it is one thing, but they're showing it as another thing. <laughs> what yeah. is that laugh? Oh, here we go. The dirty cop car shooting the plane. Yep. Take him down. Oh, he got so so much for death to duck hunters. I know, right? Now, you would think with all that smoke, they'd probably be going down by now. No, but of course not. Of course not. It's the Tim movie Robbins. needs to go up. And it, it, he is still yeah. handcuffed. Did you notice that? Yeah. Because this movie is all about Howard the Duck's case. <laughs> this is Howard the Cuck now. Now, th this sequence I actually thought was really kind of cool because, you know, there's some shots here, but there's a stunt coming up that I'm like, holy crap, that was actually kind of cool, especially because I know for a fact that it was done practically because it's right here with the bridge. And, that, and even though it's total bullshit that first off, they should be out of fuel by now. And the fact that he magically <laughs> connected it. But this shit right here where they have an actor swung underneath and then they do a loop de loop over through the bridge yeah that's actually kind of cool <laughs> oh my god dude i'm just looking at this like please end i know i can't now tell this, what is i love it <laughs> can you imagine sorry being the tim robbins man? time to die can you imagine being the stuntman for that shit like getting your face. I'm, I wonder if he was just holding on with his legs, and like if shit went wrong, he would just let go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably. Because I bet that thing's not going that fast that it would suck, but it wouldn't be like you'd just be like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I'm just really kind of amazed that his glasses stayed on, even being hit with water at like at like fifty, sixty miles an hour. But it's, give it to him right there, though. That's like, that's actually some of those clo the close-ups. That's actually Tim Robbins, and they actually had a stunt man hanging from one of these things. Shit, I'm willing to bet some of those are just Tim Robbins. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Like uh, when he turns his head in the wide shots, I can actually kind of see that it's him. Like I think uh, right here where they, yeah, when they drive away from the uh, the truck, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Tim Robbins doing. That's yeah. him. Yeah. Kudos to him. And by the way, he was pretty young, and if it was safe, I would have been down as fuck with right? him. Right? Yeah, man. Although, apparently, uh, Tim Robbins, uh, uh, <laughs> he, he actually looks back on this, and he's like, man, I made a lot of money off of this, <laughs> rather than the actual quality itself. Cause, uh, because of, there were a lot of, over, like a, a lot of uh, reshoots and delays and whatnot, so he actually got yeah. paid a lot more than he was initially uh, contracted. So he was like, you know what? I'll, he's like, you know what? I had a good time making it, and plus I got really good, well paid. So I'm not gonna complain that I was in this movie, and I wouldn't either. No, you know, dude. I, you know, it's a weird thing when actors are like shitty about that, because like as somebody who literally just read for a major uh, studio, like right recently, yeah. and depending on when the show airs, we'll know if I got that job or not. <laughs> but like. You know what I mean? As somebody that's, I've tried, I would consider myself a bit of a writer, you know, and you see these scripts and I'm like, oh, that this could go either yeah. way. But why would that ever matter? <laughs> like as a, as an actor, I'm just trying to be in stuff. Exactly. I don't give a shit. 
Like I'd, I, like even if it was like, well, Mark, you're only gonna be in bad movies. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a market for that. Yeah, dude, streaming's real for real. I, I mean, look, because we we've all seen bad movies, and we know there are people who live off that kind of shit. Um, like right. a really great example. I'm trying to think of like a really really great example. Someone who almost is active. I I guess you could say like someone like Rob Schneider or Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> you know sure. like like yeah i make shit but hell I, at least i get to live off of it so what what do you got well, i think sandler sandler's got the best gig in town right yeah Where he figured out he figured out how to make low budget movies with his buddies so it's just literally like all right guys we're gonna hang out with our friends you know what i yeah. mean yeah just riff for that's a, it. Riff, what a life we're gonna riff for for a little for like a couple of months cut it together to where it's somewhat witty i guess Put it out and make millions of dollars off of it, and get like a bunch. Yeah, the of movies are not super challenging, right? Like it's not, and I don't mean it in a mean way, but like, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think it's kind of brilliant, and I also think that the Sandler movies, in particular, they're not great by any no. means, you know. But like, I definitely think the way the public sort of, to, oh my god, more quack foo and a weird match, cut. A, a weird um, match cut, and plus the most ill secure door ever. You know, yeah, right in front of the neutron disintegrator. Oh, too, what? And of course, like it's you know the uh, the disintegrator is in uh, you know locked up, and they're going to just you know fucking bash it with a hammer, and that's actually literally going to uh, open it up because you know, like we said, it's like security in the eighties. There was none. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I seriously think about airports in the 90s and how I'm like, I could have just walked on a plane. Yeah. And been like, yes, I'm this person. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't have checked an idea. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? It's insane, dude. I think it's so much shit that we just like, I, I say got away with. It wasn't ever a, in a malicious way, but now is like part of like certain security protocols. I'm For like, real. What a weird experience. Dude. I I'm honestly thinking this, this uh, like Jeffrey Jones is Dr. Robotnik who stole the voice box for uh cobra <laughs> king cobra from uh uh gi joe because yeah man it's so wacky and you, you would think something that wacky would be a lot more memorable but oh man is it not yeah it's not I literally, I feel bad. I'm like, to everyone out there that's heard the occasional clickety-clacking in the background of my blue switch-enabled uh, <laughs> keyboard, I'm sorry. This movie sucks. You should all be typing in the background right I know, now. right? I should have, instead, I should have, we should have, you know what we should do in, when we watch bad movies is gimmicky shit like, all right, today instead we're going to read this short story <laughs> and we'll just write something and read it over the movie. Okay, now, this uh, always baffled me. They have the uh, the disintegrator device uh, clamped up onto a car and that's the only and for some reason that's the only way it's going to work and also the car can only go if you're seat belted in unless this part which is yeah. this that's so like what are the mechanics i want to know the engineering Dude, behind I that i secretly think that they I, you know the more we i'm sorry to kind of switch no, here, but I, I, every time i see jeffrey jones i'm literally like Dude, I really think the Sonic people designed Robotnik after him a little bit or they, something. You know what? They probably There's could definitely have. some weird it's like him meeting Wily almost from Mega Man. A little bit, yeah. 
Um, you know what else I'm thinking? Like you mentioned how funny it would be if someone just edited Howard the Duck out and put Sonic the Hedgehog in. How much funnier would it be if it was the god-awful, horrifying version of uh, Sonic from the trailer and not the final oh, that one? that would be amazing. <laughs> At least, you know, when, uh, you know, when Howard, like, or when Sonic per as perceptively walks out of, like, places and is looked on by normal people and start screaming it makes sense you know <laughs> yo yeah absolutely damn those effects are good bro you were so right about that too earlier oh my god these effects i love the old 80s rotoscoping yeah honestly you're right i really wish people do that now because i wonder if it's hard or expensive i wonder what the why is uh, you know, honestly, because, again, I really think it just comes down to, like, the look of those old optical printers back in the day. Um, but I don't know. You know what? I've, I'm really curious. You know, I'd love to see uh, an indie, like, an indie action movie do special effects and make them look as if they came from the 80s. Like, it's a movie that was, you know, produced in the uh, – in uh, – uh, in 2021 released in 2021 uh but it looks and feels like it was uh released in 1981 it's like a long okay I mean, yeah it. like a long lost movie but it's not if we could have effects like that that'd be fucking cool i also gotta love just again uh, in every bad marvel movie the villain always has the most vague powers that only serve the script At first, he had like electric. He had electric shock. He had laser eyes, and now he's got super breath. I guess. <laughs> what is this? Mm. Wait, who is this now? Is this? Oh, now it's my turn to drive the golf cart. Oh yeah, that's right. And this is the. You're right. It's also the same shot setup as the other movie. Mm-hmm. And it's the steamroller cart. You know what I mean? Yep. There's a lot of weird similarities. That's very funny. Good call on that, dude. <laughs> oh, so, and he also has, like, alien venom spit, I guess. Nothing makes sense, Mark. No nothing makes Nothing makes sense, dude. None of the time to eat beak. Oh, I hate this movie, dude. Oh, my God. It's so fucking bad. But again, there are the individual stills. Like, the design of that is actually kind of cool to look at. Oh, God. Yeah, we know. He's going to be fine. It's fine. And of course, like just when, because you know how, uh, oh look, that the light show, the that's some Ghostbusters shit right there. Yeah. And they also added like yeah. a whole bunch of composite explosives to make it look bigger. Like I'm pretty sure that was B-roll of the uh, the Death Star exploding. But just like um. So, you know how it's really frustrating when movies have, like, all these different, like, one, no, one more big action sequence for, like, that wasn't the finale, there's one more! It's often really cool in, like, James Cameron movies where, 
you know, he goes a little bit extra, like especially like in Aliens, where you have like the big fight with the uh, uh, the alien queen, and then you they get away from the planet, and you feel like it's over, but it's not. We've got mm-hmm. one more big one, and it's cool. Here it's just like movie fucking end. <laughs> And of course, yeah, that's it. And of co- he's like, the evil's not inside me. Thanks, guys. And uh, he survived. Like, didn't didn't he physically say he's dead on the inside? Like the whatever. I thought en- that's what he said earlier. I know but- the entity inside him like killed his essence or whatever, and he was physically transforming, and now he's just what? <sighs> this fucking movie. Yeah, mark. exactly. That's how I feel. <laughs> and worse is we gotta have. Uh, we got to have that big big thing coming up. Um, and this is the part of the movie that I like to call Phil Tippett's uh, worst work. Is this is Phil Tippett the one that yes. did this? Yes. I shit you know. Cause yeah, because, you know, he saw the script. He's like, man, are you guys for real about this? Well, he did the design for this, and he did most of the stop motion. But holy shit. It's just like even for 1986, I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. The design is kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a uh, Predator Rancor. It, it also kind of reminds me of the uh, the very first alien that we saw in Men in Black. Oh, yeah, I can yeah, see that. Just, I think he actually designed that alien creature, too. I could be wrong. Also, rem- <laughs> then now that made me think of how the weird little vomit alien in Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Uh, that looks like Baby Yoda. Or Jerry, excuse me. That's, <laughs> you, that's right. You have this running thing where you call uh, Grogu Baby Yoda Jerry. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Th- but the thing is, you guys keep calling him Grogu, and I'm trying to explain to everyone that that's <laughs> not the name they said for him in the show. They said Jerry. They're like, his name's Jerry. Luke Skywalker literally was like, I'm here to pick up Jerry. And he picks him up and takes Jerry to Jedi day camp. Jerry the Jedi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just to have that alliter- alliterative punch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I shit you not. This is Paul T- or Phil Tippett's work. The man who brought us some of the coolest shit you've ever seen. The Rancor, Jabba the Hutt, the bugs from Starship Troopers, the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, man. And this is the one thing that you want to leave off of his demo reel. Although I did, yeah. Uh, activate laser. <laughs> yes. Even the creature just like, do you want to activate the laser? The creature goes, yes. Just like, uh. Although I do like the uh, the the tendrical puppet design. Yeah. Right. But uh, ugh. If this was, did you ever see Phil Tippett's uh, short film Mad God? Or, no, I've never even heard of that. I'm already very interested knowing that he did. Okay, that. so <laughs> sorry, I just woke well, back. No, up, that's everyone. that's fine because, like, <laughs> like I said, we, you can go to the like. It's one of those movies where you're not missing any fucking thing. Uh, yeah, this is like when I fell asleep in the Green Lantern movie, and I woke up. I was like, "Oh shit, it's the finale!" And I was like, "Dude, what did I miss?" He goes, <laughs> you, "Literally nothing. Nothing. A race car. <laughs> oh god, the fucking race car. That was so dumb." Um. Dude, it's crazy to me to think, God, I'm sorry, I won't actually go into that, but I'm just like, that movie's all about your imagination, and the most you can imagine was like a Hot Wheels <laughs> course know, at a, right? pre- like a Senate dinner. 
Okay, now this is the moment where, you know, we have where there's actually a little bit of character. Um, which is frustrating because it's actually really smart the way that they're about to handle it, you know, outside of the shitty effects here. I actually, you know what's funny is earlier I thought the effects suck. Now I think the effects are good. And this, like, little bit here, I feel like the effects are much better now. Like yeah. The, like the key is a little bit better. But really what they did is they matched the contrast, I think, a little bit better on the creature. Yeah. It's just I'm like, uh, I'm a huge fan of Paul Phil Tippett's work and... But this this shit here is just not one of them. I know he gave it his all and whatnot, but yikes. But I, although I will admit, because th that shit right there, that is like out of like the bad effects of Star Trek, like early Star Trek, where they're. It's weird how like some of the shot like that right there right yeah like, the char he really nails like some of the character movements and then every so often it's like oh that's weird like it's like the frame rate's not constant exactly it's almost like a weird game glitch. And then it just stops so it can, you know, explode for the camera and whatnot. But that, see that right there, that you can, you have to expect to hear like the uh, the the uh, the teleporter sound tra uh, sound from Star Trek to do, you know? Yeah. Oh man, I want to be teleported. I know, right? Damn. Now you got me. You've just, you know what? This oh, movie look, sucks. So whatever. Here's a beam. There's the sky Let beam. Me, oh, what were you gonna say? You first. There's the. Uh, yeah, you were right, dude. The original sky beam. I uh, you talked about the Star Trek transporter thing, and I always think of this experience. They used to have in Vegas, and it opened in like the late '90s, and I think closed in the early 2000s. They had this; it was the Star Trek experience or something. Oh, cool! I forget what it was called, but you went and you interacted. But I thought they did one of the coolest. They literally did one of the best magic tricks I've ever had done to me in my whole life, and I love telling the story because, like, when you get to the place, it's in a casino. You know, it was in the old Vegas Hilton, so yeah. There's a casino and shit you walk through, and when you walk through, there's like. The, the casino shit there is Star Trek theme. They've got Quark's oh. Bar there and all this other, like, in-universe stuff. And then to queue up for the ride experience, you walk through the place through, like, all this memorabilia. They've got, like, rip replicas of the original ship models and shit like that from all the different nice. shows. And the, the ride they sell you is a very Star Tours-esque motion very cool ride, right? But when you finally queue up to the line for the safety meeting, you know, like, you know, they do the little safety speech, like, all right, keep your arms in the vehicle and seatbelts and all that shit. Okay. So while that's happening, you're there with somebody, like another a host for the show, mm -hmm. and the TV fucks up. And she's like, hold on, like smacks it and it starts playing again. And it's very genuinely well done. And then it freaks out again. And suddenly the room goes pitch black, like a pitch black that I have never experienced in my real cool. life outside of this. And suddenly you get blasted with air and it's like super overwhelming. All of a sudden you hear the transporter noise and the lights fade back up and you've not moved, but you are on the transporter deck of the uh, Enterprise D from Yo, the that's fucking cool. Dude, I, I, want, I don't know how they, I assume that they had to have like the, the walls were like the walls were attached to the ceiling and then rotated around you or yeah. something like I, that's what I have to assume happened. It was, it's still to this day, like the most mind blowing shit <laughs> I've ever experienced that's in my life. And anytime I think of a transport, I'm like, they did that for real. And it was like such a cool effect. Cool. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. It was so goddamn. Cool. Uh, unlike this movie. Cause like they're doing the whole thing where he's like, I'm not dead. Although when he go when he does the whole sinister voice, so he's like, "I'm not Howard." That, you know that that feels right for the character, but at this point, who fucking cares? <laughs> like even the big, you know, Star Wars explosion for the finale that actually was a pretty good effect. If you were watching, um, 
it's okay, but man, none of this is really earned at all. Uh, even with the, again, it in in a better movie, the whole earned beat of him like, there's only thirty seconds to close the portal forever, and I have to stay here, in order to save the world. Like it would it, it would feel earned if it was in a better movie, but it's not. Yeah, it's definitely. Oh my god, you know what? This Why is he a stagehand like like, oh, now? Why wouldn't he be? Because he's still cuffed. Uh, Not going to lie, though, I would love to see Leia Thompson do, like, a reunion tour or, like, a reunion concert of just these three women, but (laughs) never show the duck. Just as, like, a, a, I I guess I could call it, like, the the closest thing to uh, a troll concert we've ever seen. Well, in a weird way, it's almost like they're spoofing... um... Oh my God! What's the one with Peter Weller and Chris? I think Christopher Walken, uh, Buckaroo Bonds. Oh, okay. You ever watched no, that? No, I have not. I've heard of it though. We sh- I I know it doesn't fit on this, but that's like a movie we should watch at some point. One of these days. It's pretty much a lot of the. There's a lot of weird kind of similar stuff, but that movie's way cooler. <laughs> not like this, man. Jeff Goldblum's in a band. Did, did that come out before or after this? Uh, I think. Do you know what year this was? Uh, this was '86. I think that one's. I think the other one is earlier. I want to say it's like eighty four. Yep, nineteen eighty four. American Science. Okay, Fiction so film. this movie just fucking ripped it off. And speaking of ripping yeah, off, uh, Peter Weller, Ellen Barkin, John Lithgow, Jeff Goldblum, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and speaking of, oh my god, is this the Marty McFly? Yeah. Thing? Hey, Chuck, Chuck, it's your cousin, your cousin. Hey, Duck, Duck, <laughs> Duck Barry. You you know that new, <laughs> you know that new sound you're looking for. This is definitely not it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You know, it's always been funny. I, uh, I, the windmill move on guitars. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible to do. How is he, but, how is uh, he playing with his, he's doing that purple haze bit with the. Well, let me, let's be honest. I would say of all of the shaped faces, thank God this is over. Oh, uh, of all of the shaped faces, <laughs> his is the best. Uh, his is the best equipped to do to pluck a guitar because it's like flat. Yeah, I'll, well, it's a little bit too thick though. Yeah, for sure, very thick. It's like he strums it's all thick. the strings at once, so he's probably in an open tuning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god, it's still going. The credits are going, but I, it's still I, going. I just want everyone that's listening to this to know that Tim has irreparably. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad. Look, like uh, there we uh, oh, look. Check it out. Uh, the uh, the ultralight sequence. Joe Johnston. Um, but no, I was just gonna say, like, look, we're here in fucked up February. What is the most fucked up Marvel movie that's ever existed? Is really was there any alternative? I'm actually curious, Mark. To what? Uh, to uh, like a, a Marvel, uh, Marvel movie that is that is uh, really fucked up and weird that could fit the bill for I this mean, this month. Fit the bill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you. I mean, this is what happens when you, you watch know, the movie more than once. You guys, the duck puns take unpopular over. Unpopular opinion. Yeah. 
I would say most of the Marvel stuff's fairly safe. If I had to say anything was particularly weird, it would be maybe the Venom movie? Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, are we doing weird March? Is that what that's, is that's the question? Yeah. I mean, I, sorry, you've ruined my brain. I literally, I'm like, okay, (laughs) yeah, whatever, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you actually, cause I'm emotionally distraught. I've watched this movie now twice and thank God I will never, just like we hear on fan four stick, I, I've watched it and now I never, ever, ever have to watch it again (laughs) cause I've done it here on the show. Uh, but, oh God, I'm just, I'm just trying to think how, like, how fucking amazing it is that, you know, Howard the Duck is starting to come back. Yeah, there it is. Like, uh, Phil Tippett doing the, uh, the design and the monster, the stop motion. But it's crazy how he might have like a revitalization in the MCU based on James Gunn, like almost troll a lol lol little bits uh because i because you know like for real for or at least perceptively that you're thinking was he just doing this as a joke or does he now after watching this i believe that james gunn legit wants to do a howard the duck movie dude if he doesn't we're, we just got to keep tweeting him until it happens yeah. and i'll be like look i don't even want a story by credit can i just i just I literally want an audition. I have no expectations <laughs> that you'll cast me, but just let me read for anything. <laughs> there you go. Or get on a Zoom call with me for five minutes so you'll know I'm charming and you want to put me in your movie. Yes. And then that's all the credit I need. Duck World, Duck School. You hear that, James Gunn? Yes. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, geez. Like, well, actually, I'm really curious, just while we're on the subject of Howard the Duck, because... Uh, and trying to get distance ourselves from this fucking movie as far as humanly possible. Um, when you went to go see, uh, oh yeah, here it is, where you see all these people who had to be in that fucking suit, that ducking it's crazy. suit. It's almost like there was some fucking, uh, I don't know, like a law. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. There he is, David Paymer. Yep. Uh, so I'm actually curious what you thought about the Howard the Duck cameo in Guardians, like when you first saw that. I was like, huh? like that was that was it. Because <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, really, what I was expecting, because you know, this was like right before Avengers two and whatnot, and how uh, um, Thanos was still being slow built up for then. When I saw the end credit sequence, I'm like, what? You're gonna reference the worst movie of all you've ever made, Marvel? You have right. balls, sir. Like, is that because I really ballsy was the word that I always described as Guardians of the Galaxy? Is like Marvel is clearly drunk on their own power. Let's take this bottom tier, bottom of the barrel, uh, uh, title that no one's heard about and make it a mega thing. Also, we'll take that chubby idiot from Parks and Rec, make him a sex star uh, or a sex symbol, and we'll also get Vin Diesel. But we'll only say one line in the entire movie, and we're just gonna go batshit nuts with it. And then just to top it off, we're gonna reference the worst movie we ever made. Cause why? I, Fuck yeah. you. We're Marvel. That's why. What are you gonna do? Watch DC. <laughs> so, uh, and I also love that the fact that you know he wasn't even done with it by the end of it. He was seriously just like, I'm gonna have him in Guardians two as well. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. 
from Lucasfilm. Oh god, you were great, Ducky. Is there post credits in this? No, thank God, there's not. Although, do you can you believe that they okay. were actually going to shoot to like a cliffhanger for a sequel? Oh I can't, can you imagine having that kind of ball? Oh, I know, right? It's it's sort of like uh, what uh, Super Mario Brothers did with scale with uh, uh, um, oh, oh, am I thinking of um, Masters of the Universe? They did it with uh, they did one in Mario Brothers. That's right. Yeah, uh, it's just like because she's like, you won't believe what the fuck just happened yes. or something. I don't know yeah. really what the line is. Uh, isn't it cute when that really bad movies think they have a sequel? It's like going back to like Green Lantern, yeah. where you know Sinestro gets the, uh, the the yellow ring, and they're like, and it ends with a big teaser bait of a sequel, and you walk out of the movie and you're like, ha, 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 you thought you were gonna have a sequel? That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, he thinks he's people. No, this movie is not. This movie, yikes. Um, but uh, actually, have you seen Masters of the Universe? Way back in the day, I'm curious. Oh yeah, oh. I wa- that, that, Funny enough, that's another movie I watched in kindergarten. I remember we loved it as kids. Because <laughs> I feel like this movie can be in that same realm of bad '80s movies that was based right. on you know comic book, a beloved property, yeah, <laughs> and just done oh so horribly wrong and tried to be with the normies, but it was just so out right. there yikes i need i still need to sit down and watch that all the way through yeah um is that a mar is that a marvel property i don't think uh, Masters uh of the Universe. it probably was partly owned by oh, them let's, let's actually look that up and see if you know one day we'll be doing masters of the universe um yeah i don't think it was let's uh it, no it was based on uh a, it, the, no the, uh, the masters of the universe was all based on it's 100% Mattel toys. Okay, Mattel, so that's the M.A. word. Yeah, but uh, it's not quite Marvel, but almost. Um, so, yeah, and that's that's Howard the Ducky, guys, man. Like, oh, you, you know, there's there are times where, you know, this job is, like, fun as hell to do and it gives you energy and shit, but this is one of the... This is one of the times where it's like it's rough, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and this is put it a lot mildly, dude. And this is exactly why, for next month, I am totally letting you choose whatever the hell you want to do for Marvel movie of the month. <laughs> like you're allowed to just like look. I, I'm sorry, I put you through these two awful movies. You get to do whatever the hell you want, man. Uh, have you decided what you want to do for next month? I'm curious. I haven't quite yet, but I'm thinking about. I got a couple of mind. I can't decide if we should go back to the MCU because we've sort of been away from that for a little we bit. We have been, haven't we? And I was sort of thinking about that being a thing. But I'm like, I don't want this to be all bad movies, but part of me is like, is Thor 2 as bad as I ever... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we'll find out. I guess you'll just have to come join us uh, next month when we uh, return with Marvel Movie of the Month with Mark. That's right, so, everybody. Yeah. This was... Thanks for fucked up February. I hated it. I know, right? I really wish you could have been on one of the more fucked up movies that we did this this month because we we did some fun ones. But uh, we'll we'll be back again next month for some more fun and hilarity. And I promise you, by the end of the next episode, all will be forgiven and we'll both be best buds again. I hope. Yep, hopefully. I hope. Yeah, I mean, I told you it's irreparable. <laughs> 
All right. Well, this has been an episode of Never Watch Alone. Uh, Mark, you, you, you have, uh, yeah, you take it away from us. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for watching the show, listening to it, whatever, watching this piece of shit movie. <laughs> I don't even, dude, I don't even know what to say. I'm like, I can't, I have nothing. I guess. I have nothing to say except thank you for, if you made it this far, you all deserve a bag of candy. So you know what? I will Venmo the first <laughs> 10 people that comment on the Facebook page, their Venmo name, each 50 cents. <laughs> there you go. So that they can get a piece of candy, okay? There That's you what go. you get as a prize. That'll... That's also how we see if you guys listen to the whole fucking thing. Exactly, for sure. Well. Uh, we'll see you next life. Next, uh, yeah, can't I can't? I'll see you next month. I, yeah, we can see you in the next life because I'm dead now on the inside. I can't even fucking talk. Just anymore. like Jeffrey Jones, even, his character. I can't even fucking talk. I guess I know, I'll just right? have to cap it off right here. That's right. Hit subscribe. Share the page with your friends if you think. Listen with people, but don't listen with them directly because it's probably still a pandemic. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye, Tim. Peace.